Welcome to the special election 2016 episode of the Celibate Vegan Compadres. My name is Monique Lukens and I join my co-host Chandler Klebs. Chandler, I'm very excited about this particular episode because this episode is going to mean a lot to United States voters and how we how we look at sexual assault and sexual harassment in this country in particular, because that is the topic that we are going to discuss regarding this election. Chandler? Yes. Um, the thing about this election is that nobody's happy with it. That That's what's very interesting about it. And, there, and as usual, there's always a lot of people arguing over over who should vote for who. But I think what we have here is a case where both of the the choices that were being offered, either Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, are are both not good for this country and are really quite criminal. Um, that and that's what's weird about it is that, and particularly um, like I, I looked at those links you gave me before the show, Monique, and it's very ironic that Donald Trump can brag about the sexual things he does to women without their consent. And then when there's women who accuse him of doing those things, then he denies it. And you don't have to be a very intelligent person to see that he's he's contradicting himself there. And he has been. He has been contradicting himself. He'll say one thing, and then when someone says he said it, it's recorded that he says it said it. And then he says, I didn't say it, but I'm not targeting anyone in particular, uh, candidate. Actually, this show is going to discuss all the allegations of either sexual misconduct or the suppression of sexual misconduct, because of course this is a celibate show. And how does that affect the psychology of the American people when it comes to abuse. Now, Chandler and I, we're not celibate because of sexual abuse, although some people do become celibate because of it, or possibly it is something in them kind of shuts down a bit, but we are, we, we have chosen from our own accords to be celibate. Um, let's look at all the candidates here. Now, I've been following this uh, probably for the past year regarding Donald Trump. There was a book that came out that stated in divorce court, his first wife, he's on his third, his first wife, Ivana, accused him of raping her within the marriage. Now, she said that he had been given advice from her on a doctor. The doctor didn't turn out well. I think it might have been a hair transplant or something like that. Please don't quote me on that, but it was something along the plastic surgeon lines and something didn't work out. He got angry and he ripped some of her hair out and violently shoved his male organ in her. She said she felt violated. Uh, his attorney at the time said, um, well, you can't rape someone if you're married or some, something to that extent. And we all know at this point that that is not true whatsoever. Trump did distance himself from that attorney. But when all was said and done, Ivana or uh, yeah, Ivana took away her accusations. The um, the case was settled. Uh, they are divorced, obviously. And Ivana has even stated that she remains friends with Trump. Now, when I saw that, I thought a number of things. I either thought that she is afraid of her husband because he's a, not only is he a very powerful person with a lot of money, he owns casinos. And I happen to know, being from New Jersey, that you really can't own a casino or a nightclub, especially in the eras that he did, without having ties to the mob, even if he didn't want to be in them. That's just the way he is, okay? So 
the mob, they're they're scary people. I mean, most people have seen the the Sopranos. <laughs> this this is this is real life stuff, and it still goes on. So she probably was either afraid of that, and or she was okay with the significant amount of money she settled for, or she was just angry at him and she brought it up. Well, I will say that most of the time, women when they make an accusation about sexual assault or sexual harassment, it's not to get attention or even to get, um, to, to get even with someone. It's because they really feel it. And why is that? Because most women, if not all women are blamed, they are victimized. And so are men when they're, you know, sexually assaulted, but it, for some reason that the women, they really, really are. They, they're, they're said, well, what did you wear? What did you say? How close were you? Were you alone with him in the room? I'm, all sorts of things come up, but never, oh, well, he could have restrained himself. That doesn't come up. It's always, what was she doing to make it happen? So I would say that most women do not cry rape in falsehood. Um, in fact, there's a number of cases that have been settled with sports figures and I, I really question if they, you know, if they're really not guilty. Uh, so anyway, for a year, I've looked into this with Trump. I heard through the grapevine that he would attend parties with models, escort services and whatnot. I mean, there was no proof of it. But, you know, I believed it because I'm in the entertainment business. I've seen things, especially if he's connected to Atlantic City and New York and whatnot. And um I'm not surprised now that I'm hearing about a 13-year-old. Well, I don't know how old she is now, but she claims that he brutally raped her uh, at a modeling party. You know, she was told that she should go to the party because she would do well in modeling and whatnot. And instead, he trapped her and abused her. And, of course, that woman will probably be asked, well, well why did you go to the party uh, didn't you know that modeling, it's skimpy clothes, what did you expect? I'm sure she'll be asked all of this if she wasn't asked already. Well, because it's her dream, because she wants to be a model. There's nothing wrong with being an artist, an actor or whatnot. And I know this because people get the wrong impression out of people that want to be entertainers. They think that they're automatically whores. They really do. And that's not the case. It's just that we want to express ourselves. Yes, there's some people that sleep their way to the top. And it happened way more before than it does today because things are being evened out. But, okay, so that's with Trump. And, you know, there's lots of stories coming out. Yesterday there was someone who said that she was, um, he grabbed her arm and then brushed across her breast. And she, she was crying, this woman. And, you know, on the radio I heard, well, she, he, he took her arm. You know, isn't, isn't the arm supposed to brush, brush across the breast naturally if you grab somebody? You know, they're, they're, making, they're making light of the conversation. And why is she crying? Did, did, it, really, did it really destroy her life? You know, what, she, she doesn't want to wear short skirts anymore. I can tell you right now that I've had some experiences where I don't want to wear certain clothes either. So it does go on a person's psyche. Let's now move on to Hillary Clinton and her husband that has been accused of sexual assault, including going out of the country and sleeping with underage girls like around 24 times or something like that. But not only that. Uh, he, he's been accused of sexual assault within this country as well. And apparently it's being stated. And again, I don't know if there's any validity to this, but it's being stated that Hillary has said to these women, well, why do you want to hurt him? Don't come out and say anything. Okay. This, these, these kinds of statements, this just suppresses sexual abuse and that is no good for our country. So when she says she's a champion of women and children, it, with an attitude like that, no. She just discredits everything she ever said about women and children. Uh, another thing that I need to say about that is, well, maybe she did it to help her own career. Well, I understand that she's in, involved in a marriage that I really feel at this point is for business reasons. 
you know, I don't feel she would have gotten this far had she divorced Bill Clinton when he had that affair with Monica Lewinsky. I don't think I think that she stayed in the marriage for her own career. So she is afraid that if anything happens to him, things are going to happen to her. I get that. And it's unfair. It would be unfair if it happened if bad things happen to her because of his actions, but to suppress victims, it's still wrong. It's unethical. And I don't want the first woman in the office to be someone who's going to be suppressed sexual assault. Now let's get to our green party candidate, Jill Stein, who all the Bernie supporters now love. Jill Stein has put Julian Assange. Is that how you pronounce his name? Assange, the WikiLeaks, the head of the WikiLeaks, She's put him on a pedestal. Now, she did come out with a statement that sexual assault is very serious and whatnot, but she did dismiss the sexual assault allegations that Julian has on him to this day. And that's why he's he's out of his, his country. He's he's in a he's being protected. Now, I happened to see a documentary several years ago where one victim was was talking and she seemed very sincere. Now, I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't have any evidence, but I, I watched her for most of this documentary and there was another woman she was talking about as well. And the two stories matched up and she seemed very sincere. Now, in this case, she wasn't, she wasn't told that she wasn't, that she had to have sex with Julian. She, she did it of her own accord. She had relations, but here's the thing. He didn't want to use the proper protection, okay? She wanted the protection on, and he didn't. So he did, I, I, I don't quite remember, but he did something with the condom such that she was very nervous about any sexually transmitted diseases. I think she got tested. And, you know, this is a form of rape because you can consent to sexual intercourse, which, you know, you and I were celibate, we, we wouldn't do that. But nonetheless, technically speaking, you can consent to it. But at any time, like if you want protection, that is your your own right, especially with all the diseases and pregnancy and whatnot. And apparently he disregarded that. And he disregarded that with another female that, you know, they they both talked about it. So that that's the case with him. So at least he didn't make them, you know, do it. But nonetheless, he shouldn't have done that. And so I don't feel that Jill Stein should just be dismissing his alleged conduct. She, she could say, well, I hope, you know, that it didn't happen. And I know that there's a lot of people that want to see Julian Assange put away because of the WikiLeaks, but he's helping us so much. And I, I just hope that this isn't a political maneuver. Uh, but you know, that is not to say anything about the victims because it, it is serious. And I just hope that it's, it's not true, but you know, blessings to the, in the case, something like that. I don't know what her exact word should have been, but they shouldn't have been to just dismiss him as doing that. And then lastly, now, Bernie Sanders, he may be written in. I think that he's the best one out of all of them. And that's why I'm actually a presidential write-in elector candidate for him in the state of California. There's, We get 55 of us in California. The write-in votes will be elected. And there's different laws across the country where his name could be written in and his vote could count. But I did read something that I... I saw, and I don't particularly think that, um, I, I, I think it's a little bit too mm, cautious of him to be saying actually, or a little bit too, uh, mm, out of date, let's say he was saying that if on the, in the case of college rapes, that the police should handle it and not the college. Well, he distanced himself from some sexual assault victims because if you are on a college campus and your fellow uh, student colleague rapes you and then you're sitting next to him or her in a classroom, I do think that the college does have to deal with that, especially because people are living on campuses. So it has to be a collaboration between the college 
and the police force. And also, he didn't mention Bernie Sanders, but the police, they don't always do the best of jobs in inquiring about the victims. They're very insensitive, unfortunately. Uh, and, you know, I just hope that they have more sensitivity training in the years to come. So I think that that was not such a wonderful statement for him to say. He also, I just saw, wrote something many years ago, like over 40 years ago about, well, it was a fictional piece. He was trying to state the the male and female roles and how they get so corrupted because he's he's really always been for equality. But in this fictionalized story, he was saying the man comes home and he wants to masturbate. The woman comes home and she fantasizes about, uh, you know, four men having sex or, or being raped, something like that. And some people were getting upset that this could possibly allude to the fact that women uh, secretly want to be raped, that they get turned on by that. And there are men that believe that. In fact, it was told to me by a police officer because years ago I was pushed lightly into a table by a cook at a wait at a restaurant that I was working for. And he said in front of everyone, what would you do if I raped you? And I got out of his clutches. I told a manager who laughed at me. I told my family and they said, well, don't say anything or you um, that he could possibly come after you. And I did stay at the restaurant until it happened again. And then I left. And I told the police like five years later, including a police officer that I knew who was in a theater piece of mine. And instead of getting compassion from him, the first thing out of this officer's mouth was, well, you know, maybe he thought you'd like it. Some women fantasize about being raped. I was appalled. I had never heard this in my life. But I did look it up. And there is something out there that claims that women fantasize about rape. Now, a woman may or a man may fantasize about this in, you know, the private mind, but certainly doesn't fantasize that it actually happens in real life. I mean, rape is a violent act in which the person puts their power over another. That's simply put as it is. That's what it is in the psychological psychology books. That's what it is. So to perpetuate this, not such a good idea. Nonetheless, I really don't feel that he's a misogynist by any means, Bernie Sanders. I think he was trying to make a point. And I think maybe at the time, you know, 40 years ago, it's like to say something like that when he was trying to really talk about equality, I, I, I have to give it to him. I, I really don't think he meant anything by that. But I just wanted to make mention of that because I'm making mention of everyone, all these candidates. But I definitely think that he he feels for women the most. Um, and, and one thing more about Stein and the Green Party, you know, there was a survey that hap that came out recently. I believe I gave that to you, Chandler, that stated that there are many doctors that have been accused of sexual assault on patients and on staff. And she happens to be a surgeon. So I just feel that as a female surgeon who probably should know that statistic, that any dismissal of sexual assault is inappropriate. So there you have it. I don't really want to men mention Bernie. I, I really don't think he said anything wrong, except I do think that the colleges do have to be involved. It's, you know, mostly law enforcement that the colleges do have to be involved if it happens on campus. But I do think that the other three, especially Donald Trump, I, I just can, it's, it just shows where the minds or where, where they go or where they don't go in this society when it comes to sexual abuse. Uh, people have, the, the polls are down for, for Trump, so there are people that are not liking it. However, it's not being as talked about as much as it should be. There are radio stations that are still promoting Trump. And if you, if you continue to promote him, you, I feel, are just promoting the rape culture of this country. That's what I feel. And again, innocent until proven guilty. So I don't want to say that he's done anything wrong without the proof, but with 24 women coming forward, this is like a Bill Cosby kind of a thing, you know? And I just feel that people should really be up in arms 
and with with Hillary Clinton, too, if she was suppressing things. I don't feel that candidates who have histories like this should be running the country because sexual abuse is all about respect in the end. It's all about power. So if you don't have the respect, the sanctity of somebody's body, mind, spirit, and soul, because that's what it is. It's all wrapped up, whether you believe in God or not. Uh, then are you going to have the respect for other countries and for your own people? I highly question that. And I know that I've talked a lot, uh, Chandler, but I just wanted to give all that information for you. And I know that you um, you read some things, but I'm not sure if you read as much as, as me. So please do uh, discuss everything that I've said. Yes, well, these recent statements by people and stuff that we've talked about reveals how people view rape and sexuality in general in this culture. Like you mentioned, they always blame the victims. The reason women don't come out very often is because they're afraid they'll be attacked if they do, uh, you know, say somebody raped them. And so here's the thing is that, yeah, out of fear, they're kept silent. Which is, which is, of course, the whole weird thing because, yeah, see, that's the deal. People won't believe them. So because of the fact that rape victims are most likely going to be criticized and called crazy and they're going to be accused of lying, I, I actually think why would they do that unless they really were raped? So I have a tendency to assume that they are telling the truth until they were proven false. So you might say it's a, in a case of guilty until proven innocent when it comes to the rapist, basically. When somebody's accused, we have to we have to assume that the person claiming the raped is right for the time being. We have to do that, I feel like that cuz like that's that's the safest thing. You know, um and and if, another thing is recently I watched some video with Trump where they were they were, um, they guess about the tape of the stuff that he had been saying that he'd been done, done to women. And he made some comment like, well, this, I'm not proud of it, but this is locker room talk. You know, like, like, oh, this is just the, just the way men talk. And it's, so it's normal and okay to talk about grabbing women by the word, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say that word, but that's, that, that's what I read and, and heard. Um, but yeah. So that's the thing is, yeah, people act like this is just some joking thing. People, look, even my friends make these jokes, these sexual jokes that I don't appreciate. And because it just becomes so common and accepted, we actually live in a weird culture where people believe that women fantasize about being raped. Now, I don't know entirely if any do, but that seems weird. I highly doubt that people want to be raped. I mean, that defies the definition of rape, you know, because it's, it's something you don't want that's being done to you. So, I do, yeah, I don't think that, that women actually fantasize about being raped. In fact, Monique, that sounds like something th that a rapist came up with to convince the public th that women want to be raped so he can rape more women. That's what it sounds like to me. You know what I'm saying, you know? I do know what you're saying. I can say that I believe with the male-female roles, it may have something to do with power and, you know, women with their emotions or hormones or how they've been raised, especially in the past, they may uh, wish to feel in a private moment, not with a person, mind you, that they are being taken, so to speak. You know, we can't, we can't, imagine what other people are imagining if they're self-relieving. But what we can figure out is they're not fantasizing in plain time reality that they want to be raped. And I would say that you are correct on that, that the people that are behind this rape fantasy that a woman really wants to get raped, that they may be suspects of being rapists or at least harassment of some sort. And, you know, just like with drugs, a soft drug can lead to a hard drug. Not all the time, 
because marijuana, you know, that's from a plant and whatnot. But, you know, some of the harder drugs, they go up and up and up. So with the sexual harassment, that could lead to battery. That could lead to assault. So I totally agree with what you just said. I also think it's to put women in their place or was to put women in their place. And it's something where it can be said to be an excuse. You know, I, I was on, I I went to an event some nights ago to, to talk about the write in process for Bernie Sanders because no, no media is really talking about it except the uh, more underground ones because I do believe that the media is controlled by uh, the top two candidates, Hillary and Trump, and I believe more so by Hillary. That That's what I'm seeing, at least. I have no proof of that, but many people are saying it, and it kind of seems that way. But anyway, I was dressed as Donald Trump, and you know what I look like with Donald Trump with the funny wig and the red tie and the suit. I shared you my comedy sketch. And I got to admit, it's pretty fun playing him. It is. And getting, you know, valid points out there with, you know, in the realm of comedy. It's always good to get make messages with comedy. So I look like him. I'm in the back of the line. And one of, well, I'm not, I, I, I won't say it too embarrassed because maybe he didn't mean anything by it. But one of the people behind that event, uh, said to another guy, he said, oh, you have a hot girl behind you in the line. And I kind of cringed. I didn't say anything. I just kind of like, maybe I chorkled it off. I don't even remember. But this is like days later, and I'm still remembering it. I didn't look hot. I had a, I, I was covered from head to toe as Donald Trump with a frizzy wig. <laughs> but yet, I was a female. And he said I was a hot girl. Monique, I just I just have to say this. Sorry about this, but I just have to say apparently they think they think Donald Trump is a hot girl. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it was like a joke, you know? It was probably a joke, but at the but at the same time the person didn't really like know me that well. And it was just the whole I feel that the whole event was kind of like testosterone up because most of them were for Trump. Even with all these allegations, most of them were for Trump. And then the, the, the second um, most were for Gary, uh, the libertarian, Gary Johnson. And then there was like a really, really small ma- amount for Jill Stein. And Bernie Sanders wasn't even brought up until I brought Bernie Sanders up. And then I was kind of like cut off. So uh, I'm just saying that even when people are making like light jokes and stuff, one could kind of if, you know, if you're a female and you've been harassed and whatnot, you can kind of take that to heart. And I thought the person who said it, he um, he was kind of cute, but it it doesn't matter. You know, there's some women that are like, oh, it's okay if a man says it and they're good looking and whatnot and I like him. No, it's not, especially if you don't, if that person doesn't know you. Like, that's how I take it. Like, I just don't want, there. there's a little sense of flattery, I will admit, at least I'm not called ugly. But I don't know, that, that word hot, it's kind of, I sit on the fence with it because it just sounds so so superficial. And back on the day, I used to be on the website, Hot or Not. I didn't like that title, but I knew that at least, <laughs> at least there'd be some like nice looking people on there. And I will admit, like, I got a very nice rating, but no one actually called me hot. You know, the, t- the title was like Hot or Not. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, to, to the, if, if, if it was now, eh, no, I wouldn't go on there. But I'm just saying when somebody directs a comment at you that they barely know you and they call you hot, there's just like, okay, what is this person about? And the person can be rich and they could be nice looking, but it's still, it has this effect on me. It really, really does. And I, and I just, I wanted to tell him, I still want to tell him, but I don't want to like make a thing out of it too. And there in, therein lies the, you know, the, 
there lies an issue with women. Like, because if we say anything, we're, we're, we're thought to be, oh, you know, we're too like feminists. We're too serious, you know, take a joke. Um, oh, you're trying to start trouble uh, and, or, and, or that person might like completely inch away from you because now they don't know who you are and they might be fearful of you. So now you've, severed you know even like a possible friendship relationship or business partner because you said something like that it happens and when I was in that restaurant that I gave you that 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 what what happened um I do I think it was after it was either before it was after but I just remember that there was a point where all the cooks in the kitchen every time I would come in they would be whistling or like saying something under their breath and I just got tired of it. I'm like, I can't come in there and get my food without being like, you know, catcalled and whatnot. So I just, I just got really upset one night and I said, would you stop like with this? Every time I come in, I'm here to work. Well, guess what? Guess what happened to me? One of the main cooks as he, as he was working, he said, bitch, that's what he said. And everyone uh. took his side. So women have been afraid. They've been conditioned to be careful when they say anything because of things that come out like this. Now, I will say that the younger generation, I think they're respecting women more. It depends. It really depends. I mean, pornography has hurt things. So that has has infiltrated with like the younger generation. Um, as we can see also from that uh that young guy in college who raped the woman in, at Stanford and all he did was get a six month sentence when he put like leaves up her. He didn't just violate her behind a dumpster, a dumpster. I mean, how like dirty and disgusting can you get? But he put like leaves up her. OK, so, you know, here's a here's a young guy who obviously you know, he <laughs> He had problems. He's not with like the new generation of guys being brought up to respect women. But I still think there definitely needs to be more training in that area of sensitivity. But I will say that the older guys, they've gotten away with it more than the younger guys, which is one of the big reasons why I gravitate more to younger guys, because I feel that the older guys, I think that they're way more patriarchal in their thoughts. And I do not feel like being suppressed within a relationship, even if they don't mean to. It's like in my psyche now, like I'd just rather not be with an an older uh, man in a relationship. And that could be thought of as being um, what's the word like I am I am being prejudiced per se, but it's just it's just my own preference. And because, you know your romantic partner, you know, that's, that's your own preference. Like that, that's just how it is. But I, I am careful with putting myself alone in rooms with any man. I am careful about that. And it's a shame because you, especially older ones, it's a shame that one has to think this way, but even in this day and age, you have to, and that's all I wanted to say. But when people are going to the voting polls I really hope that you will take all this into consideration. And <laughs> of course, because I am a presidential <laughs> right and elector candidate for Bernard Sanders, I hope you will consider uh, voting for him. I'm doing a lot to, to, you know, to, well, here, just let me briefly explain the, no, no one's going to become president unless they receive 270 electoral votes in the country. And neither Trump nor Hillary have that in the polls right now. So if a lot of people vote for third parties and or Bernie Sanders, then neither Trump will get in nor will Hillary. They won't get the 270 votes. So what happens then? Well, the House of Representatives makes the decision on who's going to be the president from the top three candidates. So if it's Bernie Sanders, uh, you know, if it's Trump, Clinton and Bernie Sanders, then he is a contender for being president. Uh, if it's Jill Stein, then her, then or Gary Johnson, whatever. And then the House of Representatives has till March to make a decision. 
Uh, so I just wanted people to know that because a lot of people think, oh, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, I either vote for Hillary or Trump or I don't. But I don't at all. I'm just like throwing my vote away. And that's not true. Not with this 270 electoral vote in place, um, which should definitely be discussed, because with the amount of effort that the Bernie vote people are putting in and other third parties, it's definitely a, a possibility. But I believe I've said everything that I should. And please, you know, a, a lot of people are saying, well, is sexual assault the only thing that you're thinking of when you when you're like electing a president? Is that is that the only thing? Well, guess what? It's the top thing, because I will repeat myself. If you don't have respect for a person's body, if you want to take the power, the control and make them feel like a victim, then how are you going to be in office? And that's all I wanted to say with that. Well, yeah. And, and you know, here's the deal that we got to consider. Some things are important issues. You know, sexual assault is an important issue. And so if somebody uses that to in when they're voting for politicians, whether it's presidents or anything else, it's much better to go with somebody who who cares more about about stopping women from being sexually assaulted than it does to vote based on who's better looking or who has a better voice or the color of someone's skin or something weird like that. You know what I mean? There are some really dumb reasons to vote for somebody. It, and and yeah, just like, for example, Monique, some people want to vote for Hillary just because they want to see a woman president, you know? And sure, that, that might be nice to have a woman president for a change, but that, that doesn't mean that Hillary Clinton is a good re representation of women just because she is one. And that's true. And some of the women could be the harshest uh, people on on sexual assault victims, you know, and I'm not even talking about because of Hillary's. I think Hillary's reasons were was more because it would hurt her. I think that that's why if she's oppressed anyone, it would be because it would be hurt, be hurting her even more than hurting her husband. Well, if her husband is hurt, then she's hurt. Uh, but, you know, I had a quick, quick uh, explanation of something that happened to me back in 2001. So I'm driving on the Pacific Coast Highway in Malibu. I'm going home. And all of a sudden, to my left is a patrol car. Now, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I wasn't speeding or anything. And it's just driving side by side with me. And then it goes in back of me. And then it puts its, um, its lights on. So what I have been told and heard to do is you drop in your speed, you put your hazard lights on, and you stop at the nearest public location where there's people and where there's lights. But on this road that I was on, it was a little after midnight. Nothing was open. So I had to keep going, going, even though I was like going at a snail's pace with the hazard lights on. And I finally stopped when I thought that I saw somebody at a store. It was a pizzeria. So and then I realized that the pizzeria was closed and that person wasn't around anymore. If that person was even there, maybe it was an illusion. Maybe I was hoping I would see somebody. So. The officer comes up to me and I said, I was looking for a well-lit area and this isn't even that well-lit enough. Could we, could we please go to another area? He said, well, if you move, I will, uh, I will, I will restrain you. So anyway, thank God nothing happened to me physically or whatnot, but I was nervous. He took about 40 minutes in his car, then asked for more documentation and took another half an hour. He gave me a ticket. He said, your light was out. Here's a fix-it ticket, a correctable ticket. When I looked at it, though, he, in addition, which he didn't say, he was giving me a one-point ticket with a $500 penalty for failure to yield to his emergency vehicle. So, I mean, this was just really, I felt so upset because I was not avoiding this, this car at all. I told him that this was for safety, and he didn't care. So I talked at the Malibu City Council for over a year. At the half year point, I went to court and there was a pro temp judge, a temporary judge, somebody who sits in for the for the regular judge. I thought, well, it's a woman. Maybe I because we had a choice. We either went with her or we came back another day. And I thought, well, she's a woman. I'm, I'm sure she'll understand. This woman was so bullying to me. And I will say her name because it's all over the Internet. Her name is Bonnie Tremack. 
she doesn't even practice law in California now, or if she does, she she lives in another state. It appears I don't know why. Uh, well, I don't. I'm not sure, but but there were some there were some odd things that went on, and she in the courtroom she said the following. She she, she said, "You're afraid of the police." <clears throat> You're uh, uh, were, why are you you're afraid of the were you were you harassed by the police? I said, well, I've been harassed in the entertainment business. And I said, listen, I've gotten a lot of media attention because of this. I mean, this is it's serious. And she's like, your irrational fear is giving you attention. That's how she said it. So basically, let's go back to what you said, Chandler, when you said people call women crazy who have been victimized. That's what she was doing. She said, my irrational fear. Is it irrational to want to go into a safe, well-lit populated area when there's been many stories about police, law enforcement, security guards, raping women at traffic stops or other lonely places in jails? You can just Google that right now and you'll find a plethora of them. Yeah, I've I've heard of that a lot. It's one of the reasons they have body cams now because of sexual assault. In fact, in um, a place in uh, in Texas, I think it was in San Antonio. So, uh, you know, but she she was just so mean to me, so mean spirited. And there were other women. I think she's like in the 50s age bracket. There's other women, older women. They just kind of like put it down. They brush it aside. There was some man that I that I teach with, and he said, "Oh, I wanted to pin you down like a butterfly." And I didn't like how what he said. I won't get into the whole thing because it's too timely. But I told a woman, I said, "You know, I don't like that." I said, "It, it sounds kind of like sexual too," and and she's she she told me that I he didn't mean anything, and I was a narcissist for like you know bringing it. I want it my own way. Because I, I, I said, I think he should apologize, you know, if he really didn't mean anything. She was calling me like a narcissist for wanting an apology. So, uh, I mean, in the definition of narcissist, <laughs> unfortunately, one of the definitions is somebody is kind of oversensitive to criticisms. I do get oversensitive, but I will say I will take criticism when due. But in this case... I just felt that she really came at me and it was horrible. It was just so horrible. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to point it out that it's not just men that push have pushed the women down. It's our own gender. And it's only now that the younger women are doing something about it. Because I could tell somebody who's in their late 40s and, and older the same story and they and and a lot of times they'll say, oh, well, you know, it's the police, you know, you have to pull over. Whereas a younger woman would say, I would have done the same thing. I can't believe that he gave you a ticket, you know. So and just one more thing that I wanted to say, the reason that women, it takes them so long to come out. And I could say the same thing because I waited five years to talk about my diner experience is because they are afraid they're afraid of what will be said to them. They're afraid of what will happen to them. And in this case of the 13-year-old that filed, now I don't know how old she is now. She's probably in her late 20s, early 30s. She um, she said that that she was uh, threatened, you know. So, I mean, rape vict- rapists have done this. They've threatened their victims, and that's how they've kept them quiet. And this this theory has perpetuated the victims, even if the rapist says, doesn't say, don't tell anybody or I'll kill you, you know, it's perpetuated or they think that they'll be said that they're crazy, you know, and then they have to go through this whole horrible, uh, court case where they're asked, what were you wearing? What did you do? So they're reliving the same thing, you know, they, they relive it. So that's, that's another thing to say too. We really hope that we are helping people out there by talking about this um, because it's just it's just so important. And I know that this can really get to people's nerves. I do. But the more that people talk about it, the more people realize it's not just them. It's many people out there, many people who have been quieted, many people who have lost jobs, who have left jobs. And I just want to stop it. I just want to stop it. It makes me very emotional. 
And uh, but it's it's a practical thing, too, because there has been so much money that has been wasted, you know, with lawsuits and people leaving jobs and getting sick from this kind of thing. Billions of dollars, I am I am sure, um, you know, in, in the way that people can work their job if they're not happy, if they're always in fear. So that's it. And you can't just tell people to lo- to leave their job because they might not have another job that is that is so good. And then they're going to if they do leave, they'll be asked by their next employer. Well, what well, what happened now? That becomes an embarrassment and says, well, well um, you know, he was touching me or he was making like these comments. How do you feel that you're telling your employer who might be a man or a woman who knows? But there's so many things that that have to get straightened up with this issue. And that's why we wanted to mention it today on the Celibate Vegan Compadres. Again, when you go into that voter, uh, that voting machine or however you're doing it, think about this. And remember, Hillary Clinton in, in the DNC, she had a sexual assault, a victim on this on on the stage, too. So if you're going to put somebody on the stage to talk about it, then you better 100% be behind it. And I believe that she should field the questions that are asked her about suppressing Bill's victims because guess what? She keeps her mouth shut, and that's the safe thing to do. But um, it's not safe in my eyes because I won't vote for her, particularly for that reason. Chandler, I would love for you to wrap up this this show because you have a lot of insight, and I, you know, I respect you uh, as a male that. Um, a person, a human, number one in a spirit, but, you know, a male that is on the tip of understanding why this is such, why this epidemic is so important to, to, to really, um, what is the word to heal? Yeah. And of course, yeah, we need to wrap it up because I'm really supposed to be in bed even now, but, but here's the thing is, yeah, there's so much to say, obviously, but what it comes down to is that this whole rape thing is basically where somebody th- does not care how that person feels about what you're doing to them. And, and here's what's bizarre about it is I see it all part of a big picture. I see that rapists and, and carnists are sort of the same thing as I've mentioned that before, I'm sure. Whereas whether it's um, whether it's a, a woman that that someone thinks they can rape or some animal that someone thinks they can slaughter and eat, it's the same basic idea that 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 thing that person is something that that person uses for their own pleasure and that it has no feelings of its own. So that and I find it so hard to understand the mindset of that. I really have a hard time understanding. How, how rape exists. I really can't get it. And I, and I really, and I, what I really wonder sometimes, Monique, is if there is a way to, to stop this, to stop men from turning into these creeps who rape these women. You know, that's, that's what I struggle with, you know, and, and, and it's, it's men talking to men and it's men sticking up for women, even if it's not their mother, sister, or girlfriend. I remember I was volunteering at a radio station one night, and I didn't know this, but the man next to me, he was putting his arm around my chair like I was, you know, his. (laughs) And I was told this later. And I was like, wow, I, 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 I did not know this. And he, and this one guy said, yeah, I was gonna say something, but you know, I, I don't know. You're not my girlfriend and stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, do I have to be your girlfriend for you to like send a protective like word over to me? Yeah. You know, this, this is just so weird. Like, cause, cause you know, I've heard this kind of talk before, like, like that you should care more about if some, some woman's being attacked, if it's your, your mother or your sister or your girlfriend or whatever. And I'm like, why does it matter? They're, they're a person just like us. We don't, we wouldn't want to be hurt in that way. So it doesn't matter who they are. It's like, seriously. Now, of course this has never happened and I highly doubt that it will happen. But let's say that 
say that what if I happen to be walking home from work uh, one night and say it was it was late or whatever, and I happen to see some man raping some woman. Well, I'm it, it's not of course what I would probably try to stop them um, or call the police or something if there was a way to do it, you know. But I'm not going to stop and see, hmm, let's see, who is that person who's being raped? Should I help them or not? You're like, what? Like, it doesn't matter who they are. <laughs> what? And there's been people that have walked right by the situation or it's happened outside their apartments and they don't want to get involved. And it's just so sad to me because if it was happened, if it happened to them, their life would totally change. So thank you, Chandler. I mean... Uh, here's an, another story that I had. I was working with a male artist, and I remember he, he said he was having a hotel party. So I went over there and whatnot, and he was a friend. And he then told somebody else that we both know, oh, yeah, she came to me in a hotel, but she wouldn't sleep with me. Now, wait a minute. It was supposed to be a party, and... I'm not, I don't go into like a, a place and I'm supposed to sleep with you automatically. Um, I, I was very upset and I, I didn't speak to him again. I told him why. And years later, he, he communicated to me over Facebook. He tried to make me a friend. And I actually had somebody message him saying, oh, uh, you know, would you have wanted to treat your own daughter like that? And this person came back at the message. Don't talk about my don't bring my daughter into this. He was angered. It looked like he was like scared and angered. Well, why would you like say that to another person about me not sleeping with you? You know, I, I just don't understand. I mean, I don't know. The only good thing that he that could have come out of him saying to this guy, like, I wouldn't sleep with him is like so that the guy knows that just because I'm going to work with him or going into a room alone that I'm not going to, you know, that I, I'm not that type of a person. But anyway, I I took it in in the way like, well, he's telling his buddies like, yeah, she came to me, but she wouldn't sleep. And that's how I took it. And for him to get upset then when, you know, how would you like that to be told to your daughter? You know, the daughter's like visiting somebody and she's told that she's not going to like, you know, she, she visits and doesn't sleep. I mean, and for him to get so upset. Uh, but I also I also want to tell you that there are some men that have put their daughters in pornography. So I've heard, you know, like helps out with the family and things and. You know, in, in, in third world countries and whatnot, they put their their wives up like in Africa to be prostitutes because, you know, this is the only way they feel that they could get money. And so it's not just taking care of your own in some circumstances. It's like what your your values are and it's economics. And I, I mean, I can't imagine if I had a child. I would like protect that child so much like from the porn and anything like that. But um, so but yeah, I mean, ordinarily, in most cases in our country, at least we care for our own when it comes to crimes and sexual assault and the other people, you know, whatever, whatever happens to them, happens. To yeah. Them. See, here's the main point, though, is we would care if it was done to us. Yeah, and so how and so how are is anyone else any different than us? And that's what I find so disturbing. This applies to so many areas that it's okay if somebody else is murdered or raped, um, but it's not okay when it's done to to the individual. Like to, you know what I mean? For some reason, it's okay as long as it's somebody else who's being hurt. I don't get that. I don't get it at all. And we are all connected to one another, Chandler, and you don't have to be a hippy-dippy spiritual person to realize that. We all are connected. Our energies, we all have, like, one earth, and we all probably came from, like, the same egg or whatnot, unless, like, you know, there was one egg in Africa and one egg in Iceland. Haha, <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> but seriously, we, we really are all related.
So even if you went on to that factor, people aren't understanding that. But I, I completely agree with you. And that goes for animals and people. And it's, it's interesting that some people have a lot of compassion and others don't. And it could be how you were raised. And then yet some people were raised horribly and they have a lot of compassion, you know. So I know it. It's very, it's very confusing and it, it's, it's isolating too. So our mission is to discuss and we would love for you to leave comments. I mean, out of all shows, well, I really love the GMO show that we had with the uh, political director of the Organic Consumer Association there again. There again, they're they're putting chemicals into our body. They don't care about other people. They only care about themselves and lining up their pocket. But um, it's like, why do you feel that people aren't concerned about others when crimes are being done to them of the most tragic? And I would have to say that sexual assault ranks up there with murder. I do. In fact, in some cases, I think it is worse. I do. Uh, it, it, you know, that's, that's an interesting discussion that may need to be had because, yeah, it, it, and you know, there's something else, Monique, that this, and of course, really, I, I, like I already said, I, I should be in bed, so we really need to end this, but there's one other thing that I, that I, I've thought about before in the past, you know, there are some rapists who actually murder their victims, who actually yeah. rape them and then kill them. And of course, we never hear from those because they're not alive to tell people that they were raped. But people figured out in other ways, of course. So, it's so take for example: Do we consider a person who rapes and murders their victim compared to one who rapes and doesn't murder them? Do we consider them more or less compassionate? You know. That becomes a crazy case of of lesser of two evils, but both are pretty evil. <laughs> yeah, murder definitely gets more years in jail than rape. Rape is like different degrees. You know, you could get a couple months in jail to maybe 20 years. You know, if it's a minor, it's going to be a longer um, type. And that Malibu instance that I told you, um, well, uh I, I got involved with knowing that that sure that same sheriff department that punished me they did uh, there was a lot of misdoings to a case where the young woman was probably raped because her her clothes were strewn all over the place when they found her um, and uh, she, yeah she was murdered uh, the name is Mytrice Richardson I I urge you to look up that case but. Uh, I'm not going to mention names here, but um, it was stated that someone in the legal department, uh, <laughs> it was rumored that she had men going in all hours of the night into her home because she was a dominatrix and that there were screams for a day or so after my trees went missing and whatnot. And um, there are people in the legal field that are a part of this sexual, um, I'm going to say deviance because anything that's assault related is deviant. And so I don't know, some people wouldn't say S and M is it. It's just me. It's disgusting. It's like violent and whatnot. So, but I won't say that part is deviant, but I will say if anybody in the legal system is involved in sexual assault, that is deviant. And for them to be in charge of the sentencing of rapists, that's just appalling. And, um, and we really need to take a closer look at the, the actions and the, the thought process of the people in power that are, you know, are, are holding the fragile lives of the sexual assault victims and the rapists in their hands. We really need to take a look at that. The defense lawyers from these rapists, a lot of them will just, they will take any punch necessary to dig a hole for the victim so that their client can get off the hook. Is this, are these the kinds of people that we want in our legal system? We really, 
we, we need more ethics, Chandler. And I don't. Yeah, that's what that's what part of the show is about. It's ethics, being celibate and being vegan. It, it does fall into the line of ethics. So, yeah, leave that, your comments. And again, we, we really appreciate you listening to this show. It's probably one of the most important shows we've had. Yes, thank you for listening to Celibate Being Compadres, and I hope this has been helpful. Um, I, I'm not really sure what to say. Kind of emotional right now. Oh, Chandler. Okay, me too. And uh, and yeah, we're we're good for have done doing this, and you're good for making your comments. You know, seriously, people, we need you to make your comments. This is not just two people talking about it. We need to start a discussion here. And it's not just lawyers making up rules and stuff. It's the people. It's the people because the more people cry out and whatnot, you know, and and do things and call call their their legal officials and whatnot, the more we can make change. And you know, it's within our own groups. This is the only way it's going to change. Men need to talk to men. Men need to stick up for women. Women need to stick up for men. I mean, if if a man is being like a gentleman or whatnot, you know, it, 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 a woman shouldn't like laugh at him like, oh, you're a virgin or something, something, something like that. They shouldn't do that either. You know, it's a two way street. So thank you. Thank you so much. And we look forward to your comments and we'll try to answer them all, actually. And and remember, rock the vote, but in a good way. November 8th. That's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, Monique. Oh, thank you, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Vegan compadres. Bye.